Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind. My name is Robert Lamb. And I'm Julie Douglas. And we are continuing our journey from nose to tail, Mm -hmm. from snout to sphincter, from... Tongue to taint? I don't know. I'm running Tongue out. Tongue to taint? I don't, yeah. That's, I, that's great. It's pretty good, too. Yeah. yeah. So, at any rate, we are continuing this epic journey through the digestive system. We began at the nose, really, at mm-hmm. the, the, the beginning of, of sensing the things that you might eat. And we continued on through chewing. We talked about swallowing, about the forming of the bolus. Uh, we talked about the stomach. And I believe that's where we left off. Yeah, yeah. When we last, last left, the chyme, that's, that's what the bolus became, was mm-hmm. lolling around in digestive juices, um, these digestive juices rich in enzymes and acids with a pH level of 2 which is just one above uh, the acids in the stomach of a vulture, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it, the result was a thick, creamy substance, which we do call chyme. So if you think of this uh, digestive journey as a ride at a theme park, then you can kind of think about this next part of the ride um, through the small intestine as the, the point in the theme park where you start to queue up. Oh. That long line. Okay, so so we're 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 up at the, at the top of the the peak, right? About mm-hmm. to we're just slowly reaching the edge, and we're, then we're going to tip over, and it's just going to be this epic ride all the way out. Yes, and we are about to slide into the intestines, and it's going to be quite a ride because, as Mary Rich describes the intestines and in gulp, the walls are baloney pink and lush <laughs> with mucosal folds. These are circular folds that help regulate the flow of digested food. And then the whole shebang is covered in millimeter-long projections called villi, which are kind of like tiny little fingers sticking out. Um, And she actually likens it to little loops on terry cloth, which I thought was a good description. They help to increase the surface area that the food passes through, and they are also covered with another type of villi called microvilli. So you have a ton of surface area here. And we always, th- you know, hear about when you're, you're in school about the small intestine being sort of an ironic name for it because it's not so small, right? Right. It's, it's pretty big. In fact, if you were to take it, stretch it all out. Don't do this because it's really hard to put it all back uh-huh. once you're done. But if you were to take your small intestines out and stretch it out flat, just flatten it down, it would cover a tennis court, an entire tennis court. Mm-hmm. The Williams sisters could take on another opposing team. I don't know enough about tennis to fill that team. I don't know, mm-hmm. Anna Kornikova and Pete Sampras, why not? Uh, and they could play on the surface of your intestines the entire well, game. they'd have to get used to it because, yeah. you know, presumably that microvilli would really be sticking to the soles of their shoes. Well, I mean, if we spread it out, then I'm, I'm thinking we get a smooth surface. We get rid of those ripples. We're going to iron out this intestinal tissue. I don't know. I think you'd have to treat that small intestine tennis court. Probably. And they're going to have to wear special shoes. Or uh, maybe go barefooted, but th- that might be a little weird for them. Oh, man. Can you imagine the sounds that would make? Like, can you imagine watching Wimbledon and hearing the squishing? Yeah. And then the grunting, right? Because some of the players grunt. Yeah. But anyway, we get into an entirely different uh, territory when we start talking about grunting and we talk about the intestines. Yes. Um, that just kind of gives you a good lay of the land. Like, what does this actually look like inside of your body? And it's. But the thing is, it, one of the things about... The small intestines and the colon, uh, which, if you're just uh, you're just tuning in uh, to this, these, these are the final two steps in our journey. We're going to mm-hmm. do this episode, and then we're going to do an episode on the colon. Um, so we're almost there. We're almost to the promised land. 
But the thing is that so many people don't want to think past the stomach. You know, it's kind of like, oh, I ate some delicious food. It's in my tummy now. My tummy's where stuff happens. And then everything else, don't want to hear about it. Don't want to know. Well, that's because the small intestine and the colon are kind of where the sausage making happens. And nobody likes to think about sausage making, right? Yes. Political uh, or actual sausage making. Right. right? Because this is where, I mean, in a sense, this is where gross things are continuing to happen. It's, it's the, the final journey in which the things that we ate uh, look less and less like what we consumed and more and more like the poop that's going to come out at the end. Yeah, and on this journey right now, as we said, we've got that ball of time, and mm-hmm. now it's queuing up at the pyloric valve. This is a portal into the first section of your small intestine. Now, remember that uh, this, first of all, this chyme formerly was haggis, right? And now yes, it's been that's bro- right. It's we been began this down. trip by saying it was haggis, and haggis it remains. Yes, and through a process called peristalsis, it is being pushed through now from the pyloric valve into the small intestine, only a little bit at a time, though, because the remaining parts continues to get broken down until it's just the right consistency where it can get pushed through. Uh, the chyme that boards the duodenum, this is the first part of the small intestine, gets hosed with bile, uh, which is discharged through the gallbladder, the liver, and the pancreas through ducts that lead to the small intestine. All right, biling it up. Yeah, biling it up, getting hosed. The reason for this is that it's going to get broken down even further into nutrients in the form of food molecules. And also, uh, there's just a, there are also some enzymes from the pancreas in there as well, helping to break things down. Because again, it, it continues to be a matter of we have consumed food, we have consumed energy in food form, and the whole trip through, we, it has to be broken down, it has to be taken apart, it has to be disassembled. It's like a it's like a Chrysler that has been taken to a chop shop. <laughs> and by the end of it, there's going to be nothing left but a, an, an empty shell out on cinder blocks. Yeah, and you've got a couple of accomplices, right? Mm-hmm. You've got, you know, with the liver, the gallbladder, uh, and the pancreas adding their own little chopping to this chop yeah. shop. Uh, then this kind, this, this haggis, uh, moves into the genejunum. And this is the middle section of the small intestine that carries food through really rapidly with wave-like muscle contractions toward the ilium. Ilium is the last section and is the longest part of your small intestine. It is where most of the nutrients from your food are absorbed before getting emptied into the colon. Now, this is really important because the, 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 this process accounts for the absorption of 90% of the nutrients in your food. This yes. happens here in the small intestine. Yeah. So, so again, when, when we say that it's an, imp- the, an important part of the process, it's, it's really, in a sense, the most important process. This is where the energy absorption is really taking place. This is where the, the money is being made for your body. And, and it's also going to be important later on uh, in some s- strange things we're going to discuss in the colon section. It's true. They yeah. are going to be a little bit yeah. strange. Uh, but yeah. completely normal in some ways. No, no. No, <laughs> normal. But I'm just saying, well, it'll all make sense in the end. But oh, literally, nice. but um, but yeah, just keep in mind that the upper uh, intestines. This is where the the important stuff is happening. This is where the the nutrients are being absorbed for the most part. And I really dig this idea of these blood vessels and the walls of the intestine scooping out those food molecules, those nutrients, mm-hmm. and then delivering them to the rest of the body. Because if you look at pictures of this, it's sort of alien, like the way that these are coursing through the walls of the intestines, yes. sucking <laughs> that out. Um, but yeah, they, they are carried up through the portal vein into the liver for further processing and storage. So again, you have other parts of the body that are getting in on this. And also, it, and important here, getting in on the filtration system, getting on uh, so, some more on the removing of toxins and other 
uh, bad stuff from what you ate. Indeed. There continue to be, uh, in a sense, you can make, they continue to be police present throughout the digestive process to weed out some of the bad eggs. Indeed. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little more about the uh, small intestines, about why it's important, what it's doing, and uh, some of the the really crazy kind of stuff that we've uh, discovered about it in recent years. All right, we're back. We are. And we're talking about the small intestines. We're talking about the, the upper stories of your intestinal area. This uh, often um, ignored, often um, excluded portion of the human anatomy. We don't necessarily want to think about what's going on there, but especially in the upper intestines, vital things 